We need a studio. We do. Is what we need. We do. Although this room is growing on me. Why? Because the creepy duck and I have made friends. I don't want. I don't want you to settle for this room, Sam. <laughs> I want you to. Oh, and hi, by the way. Oh, hello, Simon. How are, are you? Are we recording? You know, now that I see your face so regularly, yeah. it just you know it doesn't occur to me to ask you how you are because I so kind of know. I'm just like old cheese now. I know you just. Oh, great. actually, old cheese is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> old cheese is the best kind of cheese. <laughs> mm, so the room is multi. growing on you, but I still think we need another room we a dedicated room. room yes where one, only magic can happen one without taxidermy ducks inside of it. okay mm-hmm. all right we could do that so that's probably a good uh, segue into talking about our patreon campaign yes amanda palmer is doing it so now it's cool oh well then you know <laughs> that settles that amanda palmer has this amazing song that neil gaiman wrote that she's been performing called i google you which is just glorious and everyone should listen to it immediately. It's a I love song for the 21st century. Would, but uh, it's going to have to wait a few minutes. <laughs> okay, first let's talk about our Patreon page. Well, your Patreon page, more correctly. I know. I've how do people find... Okay, may, okay, to... okay, wait, wait, wait. So Patreon <laughs> is a platform <laughs> like Indiegogo or Kickstarter where you can fund things that you think are cool, except that uh, Patreon is aimed at the arts, as the name would suggest, because it's super... whatever. Um... So if you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, you can go and give money to people making things like podcasts and paintings and mm-hmm. taxidermy ducks. And of course, we decided that my name is so easy to remember, my surname, that that's the easy <laughs> thing to search for right. somehow. That was smart. <laughs> Can't people search for Take Back the Day? They probably can, yes. Or wait, can we're getting ahead name. of ourselves again. Yes. Um, so-, so Patreon, <laughs> if you guys like what we do um, and want to make it easier for us to do it better... Uh, then you can give us money on Patreon. And we will do it even better. Uh, yes, and we will be extremely grateful. Yeah, so it's money we're asking for. Yes. But you don't have to because we'll just carry on talking crap on the internet for free anyway. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. What else would we rather do with our time, Frank? Exactly. I have nothing better to do. <laughs> Productive, build apps. Play Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> Read books. So check out Patreon and you can help us uh, get out of this god-awful room that yeah, Sam is acclimatizing Alfred. to. <laughs> Alfred the taxidermic goose. Mm-hmm. What I think I'm going to start doing is just hiding Alfred in precarious cupboards throughout the office. Who's so Alfred? The taxidermic goose. Oh, yes, so, we decided it has a name. Yes, of course. So that when people open it, Alfred just falls on them and frightens them. Holy crap. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we need to get away from the Because the world is full of these secret and terrifying things, really. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Like spy tapes coming out all over the place. Spy tapes again. Yeah, yeah more spy tapes. And Dude, that's so 2010. Yeah, but people are like spying on public servants and everyone's spying on everyone. This is what I'm realizing. People are probably spying on you. Yeah. Is Julian Assange still living in the Ecuadorian embassy? That's what I was thinking of. Oh, that'd be interesting. I have hey, no idea. It's a great question. They must be so sick and tired of him. <laughs> Any moment now, he's going to start exposing their secrets because he yeah. just can't turn it off. So clearly, I haven't been reading the news, which isn't that surprising because I never do. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I've missed something about spy tapes. Well, it's not that recent. So it's, this, all of this went down a couple of weeks ago where um, there was a huge leak by South Africa's security forces. Oh, um, that thing. I did hear yes, about that. Yes, of course you did because you don't I just, live under a rock. <laughs> I just assume that most uh, developing worlds um, or developing countries' military secrets mm. are so boring that nobody would give a fuck. But, yeah, yeah. And but, ours, ours were fairly boring, which was very reassuring. It's you, one of the few times you're like, yes, yeah. that's quite dull yeah. hooray when isis comes to turn us into part of the caliphate that could be a problem yeah <laughs> they are very good at spending money 
Why are we talking about? Oh, I don't know. Spy tapes. Oh, spying and things. So yes. I told you a spying couple of Spying keeps you ago. honest. Yeah, exactly. I should spy on you more, Sam. Yeah, you'd find a lot of boring mm-hmm. stuff. This is this is the sad truth. That's exactly what I'd say. Uh-huh. If, if I had some not so boring stuff hmm. to hide. Oh, no, you might find the folder that's named P-R-O-N so that no one can search for it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I told you a couple of weeks ago I installed a Tor browser and started browsing the Onion, yes. onion dark webs because it's fascinating. Yeah. Tor um, is the Onion router. Yes, exactly. It and hides you on the internet, sort so of. So you can go and explore the whole internet that's under the internet, which right. is like where the mole people live. The dark web. It's very terrifying. But I think Doc- Cory Doctorow um, predicted it. Did he? Yeah, I think he may have, have have manifested through his predictions. I mean, the the web has always been a dark web, really. Yeah. I don't know if it Cory Doctorow actually before. did this, but it sounds like something <laughs> sounds like he it's would something do. he would have done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, well, the, the internet was a dark web before it was anything else, right? Like it was a thing used by the U.S. military sure, and sure. invented for that purpose. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, and now so we Google is the NSA. Ha! Google is the NSA. But you said something now, like spying on people keeps them honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you see, it's this, it's that fine line where, 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 you know, the natural thing is to say, well, I've got nothing to hide, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. You don't have anything to hide from the current regime. Yeah. Um, just like there were people in Germany who had nothing to hide until suddenly the Nazis decided that those were things that were to hide. Yeah. So. You know, the things that you think are perfectly acceptable behavior right now mm. might not be perfectly acceptable to whoever replaces the current government. And do you want them having access to your personal, them mm. being um, Satan incarnate? Well, it's interesting as well to Actually, think about- Satan might not be so bad. But anyway, you get my idea. <laughs> what do you got against Satan? He's I've just a guy. Nothing. He's just a guy. He just was a rebel. You know? Hey, he's my people. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, okay. So- States spy on each other. We all know that because, you know, that's what states do. Because douchebags yeah, because, and bureaucrats because and bureaucracy. politicians who are too useless to do anything else. Exactly. But increasingly, we all live in company towns, right? And we all work for various versions of the man. That's um, true. And I often wonder about how much corporates spy on each other. So whether they actually have corporate moles. Well, we know, right? Do we? They do, oh, they do it all the time. Yeah. So I won't... Um, I won't mention names, but let's just say that a certain uh, Nordic uh, cellular infrastructure provider once told me that they had caught a certain Chinese infrastructure provider with people sitting in the lobby of their building recording who was coming in and out for meetings. That's fascinating. Oh, but that's just, you know, that's like the very thinnest layer on the onion. It gets much worse than that. Right. So corporate espionage and spying is massive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. Do it all the time. And do you feel like if you worked for, you know, a large Swedish cell phone manufacturing company that no longer exists, but if... I didn't say Swedish. I did not let it... Finnish? Just for the record, I did not say Swedish. (laughs) Russian? (laughs) Anyway, from somewhere in a cold place. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very far north. Very far north. You may or may not be able to see the Aurora Borealis from said location. Okay, right. Unsaid location. But my question is, if you worked for a big corporate, right, and... Hypothetically. A guy in a trench coat came to you and said... I'll pay you a million rand. For what? For a document oh. that you have. Well, that's boring. Yeah. I mean, what are the ethics of corporate espionage? Yeah. And Do I we suppose... think corporate secrets are worth keeping? When you're a corrupt fuckhead, like um, people who may or may not be presidents of countries that may or may not be in sub-Saharan Africa... Um, <laughs> in fact, at, at a certain geographic okay, direction Okay, but in all seriousness, Africa, like I, I've... 
I'd like to say I'm the guy who'll go, no, I shall not take your money, douchebag. Go back from whence you have come. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> Unless he was a time traveler. But anyway, you, you get the joke, <laughs> right? Like, what is a douchebag? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but... Uh, I like to think that I'd be the guy who'd say mm. that. But actually, <laughs> and no. And send that corrupt no, time traveler no. back actually, into... No. But actually, I'd probably go, hmm, think about what I could do for my kids with like yeah. $3 million. Versus, is this company I'm a part of really a force of good in the world? Well, and also, so the big question becomes, who am I hurting? Yeah. Who am I really hurting? Yeah, who are you really I'm hurting? stealing money from taxpayers, yeah. but $3 million yeah. is a drop in the ocean. And increasingly, like, you know, information is a thing that exists. And there's, if you have enough money, you can buy any information from yeah. it, right? Um, and companies already spend a lot of money doing market research, which, yeah. you know, and it seems like spying directly on your competitors is just one way to do market research. Yeah. And should people be allowed to keep things like trade secrets and that kind of stuff anyway? So what are we saying that you and I are corrupt? I don't know. I'm in favor of transparency. That's what I, as a general principle, I think that's. Well, it's about also, it's all, it's about policing yourself as well. Yeah. Like I know if I was put in that position, it would be very difficult for me not to take the money to do something wrong. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't be in that position or maybe <laughs> society should organize itself into a formation so that where that like position you. doesn't exist. Oh, exactly. Right. Aha. So, but think about the types of secrets that people do cons- like agree to keep from each other all the time. And the big one is the salary question, right? So everyone, people work for these big companies. One guy earns five peanuts a day and the other guy earns five and a half peanuts a day. Might just be the case. I think I know which company you're alluding to. Well, any company, (laughs) really. Um, Inevitably, like a lot of how people, they decide who earns what quantity of peanuts is based on completely arbitrary factors like whether said person has a penis in their crotch region or not a penis or whether they're a tall person or a short person, or whether they're very good at negotiating or whether they're not, you know? Um, You've said a very important thing, Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I? Penises. No. <laughs> but um, listening to this whole conversation has reminded me, that's what I was looking at on my external brain while you were talking, about so um, Sam Harris's book, Lying. Yeah. Which isn't really a book. It's basically an essay. But when you're Sam Harris, you get to sell it for $5 on Amazon. Um, It's the dream, Sam Harris. You're living the dream. But he basically makes the argument for um, complete and utter rigid honesty in everything being the best option. Or the the Kantian, like, categorical imperative. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what any of that meant. So so Kant's whole thing was like, um, so categorical imperative is you should do the right thing to do. Or you should I do base know your this. thing. Yeah, you do. And Anyone Kant had the, the example thing, of, the, of the, the guy the killer, at the door. Yes. The serial killer. The exactly. serial killer, the serial killer shows up at your door, says, where is your wife? I want to go kill her. Do you tell her that your wife is in the bedroom or do you lie? Um, or do something else like attack the guy. Mm. Um, and Kant said, like, that's a bullet you have to bite because yeah. you have to uphold the principle in all situations. So if in general we think the right thing to do is to tell the truth because that has the best outcome, yeah. then everyone has to tell the truth all the time otherwise yeah. it means nothing go yes yeah, she's in the room and then you shoot him in the face yeah well you can take another course of action but then you would also say like as a categorical imperative shooting people in the face does not generally lead to productive it's a tricksy tricksy um maze yeah i mean Kant was a bit crazy but like you know yeah well he was but he was um, but he was also arguably the most sane person of his time so mm-hmm. there's that but so um what i have seen and what i can tell you though is moral dilemmas surrounding serial killers aside, and I don't think that's anything, fortunately, I'll have to ever contend with, I hope. But um, You do live in a very violent city. We do. 
but in business um the violence takes a different form mm. and i've just found that like just complete and utter honesty in business in my humble experience mm. just always cuts through the crap gets things sure. done quickly yeah and in a way it's more to, agile too yeah and you don't have to keep track of all the things that you've said to whom right exactly but i mean to 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 uh to get it to the bottom line so to speak uh-huh um, it also creates an environment where bad ideas um, get shown up as such way mm. more quickly. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because I think a lot of the big corporates I've worked with spend a, spend a lot of time fucking about with things that were never a good idea to begin with mm. and are now turning into really expensive marathons mm. for a group of people who don't want to do them mm-hmm. but are now incentivized to do them. And it's going to take like five years before the organization realizes that this was a terrible idea. Right. Whereas if there was some honesty up front, they may never have embarked on this journey. Right. And if they were more honest on the journey, probably would have stopped doing that stupid shit yeah. after two months. Because what honesty does is it surfaces data, right? So whether that data is people's opinions about things. Or honesty surfaces data. It does. I'm going to quote generally, you on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, generally, the more data we have about stuff, the better decisions we make. Like, we're going to make different decisions about the people who run our countries if we have more data about what they're actually doing honesty with all of our power. Data. Oh, I'm being tweeted by Simon right. Dingle. Someone touch Green. me. Oh, my God. Um, so I want to come back to the salary question though because I think that this is a real dilemma that every single human who works for a company faces every single day and we have stuff in our contract that and this is bananas right we have stuff in our contract that explicitly says we're not allowed to ever disclose a very fundamental thing that happens in our working agreements right yes Um, so Buffer did this thing you saw this article recently as well yeah where um, they Buffer the people who help douchebags on social media like myself hey uh, man they're not all douchebags like myself um tweet more efficiently um by pre-scheduling stuff um so you know they're not they're not changing the world but they're providing a useful service um but one of the cool things that they do and in general they do sound like a pretty good interesting place to work mm-hmm. um is they have worked out they you get paid a salary that's based off a very objective calculation in buffer yes. and they've published the salaries yeah. i mean sorry the um the calculations and the salaries that they they output because yes. here's the thing they've got nothing to hide because there is no room for someone to come back and whine that Jimmy, the peanut eater on that side, is getting more peanuts than, you know, Sally down the corner. Absolutely. And I honestly yeah. believe that'll be one of the big differentiators for companies uh, going forward. Yeah. The companies that will win will mm. be the companies that, like Buffer, have full disclosure yeah. of everything. Because even if you're a public company, mm. um, even if you're a traded company, um, there are still ways to seriously compromise the truth in the way you report your numbers. Yes. Whereas Buffer, from the inside out, there is just no room for mm. hiding anything. Yeah. You can go to their website. You can see what the CEO earns, mm. what the company made last year, mm. to the cent what they spent it on. Mm. And that's awesome. And I know yeah. a lot of people will be listening to this conversation they found on the internet. And they will be thinking, who are these strange people? And they will also be shaking their head um, mm. while we say this. It will because, never work. Because as with most things yeah. that are true, yeah. it bucks against your intuition yes um but it empirically makes things better who's the mm. um the seven day weekend guy from Tim brazil 
Paris? No, Ferris? from Brazil. Uh, oh, oh, tip oh, of my tongue. oh, the awesome big guy. Uh, they had, he he built that thing. flat organization Wait, you know. where everybody knew what everybody was getting paid because yeah. it was the same. And, and there were no job titles. I want to say Sergey somebody. Anyway, no. it doesn't matter. No, um, he makes a very compelling argument for it in, yeah, in the Maverick and... Uh, and the seven day weekend. So, um, the CEO of Buffer recently. Ricardo Semler. There we go, Ricardo Semler. Yeah. And I highly recommend his books. He's amazing. He's Especially one Maverick. of the, the very few business books I've read that I've really loved. And and he 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 kind of makes it sound like common sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what 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 worries me is I mm. think that um, private companies are getting more and more transparent sure public companies are going out of business because the private companies are putting them out of business by being more transparent mm. the problem is pub- like um, the public sector so our politicians mm. the organizations like the NSA and others where transparency is not only what they should be doing it's mandated mm. by a constitution mm. they are the most closed and secretive organizations around sure. and that's yeah. a problem it is it's also a fairly a obvious one so it's not that interesting no but it, it is that's a that's a good insight um yeah so in the uk there's a bill out at the moment that's uh it's like a voluntary disclosure bill um where uh large companies in the uk have to disclose certain things about their financials right um, and there's a whole bunch of people that have taken it up already yeah it's good because the more that this becomes the norm and the more that work face work work faces workforces become younger people who just don't inherently respect the type of secrecy that you know other people have been taught to respect right. it's just going to become impossible mm. um so um we we must uh post a link i don't know i've been trying to find the blog post by joel Gascoigne, who's the um he's the ceo of buffer but he wrote a really good um blog post about how they do transparency at buffer what it's meant for the company yeah where you start if mm. you're the kind of company that wants to do this stuff because it's hard especially if you're established in yeah. one way of doing things yeah um so we'll post that in our uh, show notes and ricardo semler is a great example of you know ricardo semler wasn't running a cute little tech startup somewhere in silicon valley like he runs very very large industrial manufacturing companies amongst other things right and it works in that kind of company where yeah. he runs that kind of approach so and he's been doing it for like over a decade. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. He's a good he's a good counterpoint. He it's not just them kids. Them kids today. It's not just us. It's some rich Brazilian guys too. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very rich Brazilian. Also I think Joel Gasquin has enough money. <laughs> so I mean Southwest Airlines is also an interesting an interesting one because one of their kind of core business principles is and again, we're kind of very early in having this realization, which is that the more you can empower people at every level of the organization to make decisions, mm-hmm. the better the decisions will be because a guy who's a baggage handler on the ground in an airport in, I don't know, Idaho, um, has more information about what's going on at the airport in Idaho at that moment right. than the CEO in his office. So the more, so the guy, the baggage carrier, he might just be a baggage carrier, but he has more data. He has more information about the situation. He can make better decisions about it. So the more more you can give information the better decisions people will make throughout so everything wait i'm gonna tweet that no yeah <laughs> two tweets hey um i was just thinking we mentioned our show notes where we will post links to joel gascon's oh, blog yeah. but we should probably talk about where our show notes live because that's changed since the because last time we did a show moved. i helped carry their couches you did <laughs> sam's been working very hard on our new website which you can find at takebacktheday.co 
Yeah. Just .co. Just .co. Just because we're crazy. Because that's how we roll. Yeah. It's just .co and, and fucking because deal with it. Because .co dot anywhere. Yeah. So we could have gotten uh, .fm, except we aren't on FM. And we could have gotten .radio, <laughs> but like who the fuck wants to type that many characters? Exactly. Could so we have gotten dot .radio? I don't even know. I think it was taken. It was like .audio. <laughs> Man, all these new domains, top-level yeah. domains. I don't Take get it. Takebacktheday.com. We're .co, and that's just the way it is and whatever. And it's beautiful because okay. Simon designed it. So, no, I didn't design anything. Of course you did. Okay, wait. Yeah, sure. I designed it. Um, so go to that website because it's awesome. And, and you can read our show notes. And Sam is going to make a very concerted effort to try and put lots of rich content on there. Boom. Yes. Also, if you found this conversation on the internet and you are thinking, my, 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 what a valuable conversation. <laughs> you can show us no. exactly how valuable Simon, it is. You can only ask for money once in an episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are rules. You can't be desperate. For random conversations on the internet. <laughs> I'm not desperate. I have so much money, Sam. You don't even know how well, much Well, I don't know. You see. You see. Exactly. No, I don't. We need... Oh, Jesus. All right. What are we talking about? Transparency. Hey, do you want to tell me about something awesome? Because- I actually want to tell everyone about the article that you wrote. Um, and we can put the link because I really love it. So it's the, my favorite thing I've read in the last week. Uh, and it's Simon writing about his beautiful sons and how his older son really wanted dresses. And weird stuff about how we entrench gender shit with kids Sam it's lovely it was just a brain dumpy no everyone should read it it's really cute thank you yeah we'll put a link to it in our show notes that is my pick Um, and the other thing that I found recently which is amazing is a Lobola calculator app oh I've heard about this yeah so I was playing with it the other day apparently I'm worth 82,000 rand Um, but if I lie about my waist size then I can push that up to like 83 so why don't you tell um, me? <laughs> oh, oh man! So Lebola, the fourth wall—it's gone. Lebola is bride price, right? There we so go. That, was, in, that was my question. In cultures in South Africa, uh, like many places in the world, people when they want to get married to a pretty lady have to pay her family an amount of money, which is often a very, very large amount of money. Mm. And there are in a lot Sam's of, case, it's a ridiculous amount of money. No, below the average. This is what blew well, my mind: is that there, they, mm. then they've got fascinating bench marking data more data see transparency there we go um, people should publish what they are worth in the bullet um and so you can see and apparently like in Limpopo, the average amount paid for bride price is like ninety thousand rand so it's like nine thousand us dollars which is bananas right Jeez, louise and especially a, considering the demographics we're talking about exactly in Limpopo. so that is the average income annual income of a working man in wow. Limpopo. So it's a year's worth yeah, of money. One year's income for a lifetime of happiness. Of lady. And you might <laughs> and you might pay it several times. Um, anyway, Seems like a bargain. So it's just very interesting. I'm not I'm not entirely, you know, I have I have competing instincts about how I feel about Lobola. Um, on the one hand, in a feminist, Sam kind of disgusted. On the other hand... My feelings about marriage pretty much override my yeah. feelings about Lavola. <laughs> on the other hand, you know, apparently... This is a stupid idea to begin with. It has useful cultural value, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's still interesting to go and see what you're worth in money. Totes. And then, I mean, the next step really is to list myself on one of the slave websites on in the Tor hidden wiki and mm. see if someone were to actually buy me as a slave. Because that's also an interesting question. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, this is an interesting question. What have you found this week? Um, what have I found this week? So I've uh, I've been playing with all sorts of new tools, but I realize that those are probably quite boring. I'll tell you about a book I've just finished called Be Not Content. 
It has absolutely nothing to do with our conversation, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was written by somebody by the name of William J. Craddock in the 70s. It's amazing how you just remember people's names who write books without having to type anything into a magic box. You'd swear I had Google in front of me and uh, a keyboard interface. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it's an amazing book, and it's a book that was written in the 70s. It was published. It never went big, and then it went out of print, and it's back in print now, and you can buy it for your Kindle and it is absolutely mind-blowing, quite literally, because it's about somebody blowing their mind, um, about the gun? rise of the hippie movement. In, oh. <laughs> with what? <laughs> Sorry. No, ignore me. Oh, okay. I, I missed that. I was thinking something terrible. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> um, so it's, it's a really good book. I enjoyed it. It's a novel. Unfortunately, the guy who reprinted it also took it upon himself to write an extra chapter at the end, which he should never have that's done. That's just weird. Well, that Alt reads that way. I can only assume that hmm. that's what happened. Everything is remixed. Oh, one other thing that's amazing. Cards Against Humanity is now available as a web app. So you can play it using your phones. Nice. I have a confession to make that I have not confessed to anybody yet, Sam. Uh-huh. I Except have never know. played Cards Against Humanity. Well, we are going to correct that this week. Okay. Yes, we must. You well, will be very funny. Yes. I've almost played it on a train once uh-huh. because a game of it broke out on a train I was on in New York once. <laughs> you know. Broke out. Because that thing happens in New York. <laughs> <laughs> An average day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I haven't. And I do, I do like games. Well, we shall fix that. Well, Cards Against Humanity isn't really a game. Like, you don't win. Oh, of course. No, it's not really a game. This game is unlike the No, other no. Game. I just mean that there are no points. No, and, sure. Like, you don't win. Okay. I mean, you can, but, like, no one plays it like All that. of life is a game, Sam. Oh, my God, Simon. Mm-hmm. That's so deep. I'm going to tweet that. I know. Uh, you should tweet it immediately. <laughs> you know, strike while the iron is hot, like I did. Look, you've already got uh, one retweet on your... Which? <laughs> on your uh, honesty surfacing data wisdom. <laughs> so wise. So wise. All right. So um, shall we promise to do this more often again? <laughs> nah, but go check out takebackthedayco Yes, takebackthedayco And if you give us money, we can move to a place that doesn't have a staring taxidermy duck. That's saying. right. Uh, that's on Patreon. <laughs> yes. Search for Sam Beck. Can you search for Take Back the Day? On uh, yeah, you can. It just isn't the first boom. Chart, but yes. Yeah, okay, well, Simon. we'll see how that goes. Oh, also, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, it's probably a good idea to do so. I know, you found this on the internet, some friend posted a link or whatever. But if you listened this far, it means that, you know, clearly there was something going on uh, that kept you there. So if you <laughs> Or wanna... you are currently tied to a chair and literally cannot turn us off. Yeah. In which case, I'm really sorry. So if you want your impact upon our reality to best be less random, then you can subscribe to us on iTunes yes. or Stitcher. Oh, and if you or Overcast. Out, if you, yeah. Or whatever. Hey, that's my other awesome thing this week. Oh my God, Overcast is awesome. It's old now. I've been using it for like a year, but it's amazing. If you like podcasts, if you like to listen to conversations on the internet, uh, and you could listen to other things like Serial and Radio Lab, which are delightful, and if you haven't discovered them yet, you should, um, check out Overcast. It's an amazing app for that. I shall go do that. And shut up now. Oh, last thing about Patreon, which is that we have some rewards on there, (gasps) but we need much better rewards. So if anyone has any ideas for things you would like to get from us in return for giving us love in the form of money, um, please do tell us because we are very open to ideas and couldn't think of anything too magical. Also, we're so completely transparent about everything we do. We'll uh, we'll share those. Let's ideas. go with that. <laughs> yes, let's let's say that that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Okay. Sam, it's been real. It's been fun. It's Simon. been emotional. Goodbye, humans. Bye bye.